guys, it's Ashley with Midwest Performance on another episode of the Coffee with MP show. Today we're talking with member Chelsea Garcia on how to use faith and fitness to live your best life. We're Midwest Performance. We're on a mission to empower women around the world to take action and work hard to make a physical impact in their lives. In this very saturated fitness industry, there's tons of competition, but the opportunities are incredible. We'll cover the most common challenges in the fitness world and invite guests to the show that have learned to overcome them and share their strategies with you. This is the Coffee with MP Show. We both have three boys. And, and I'm pretty sure they're all under five. Yep. <laughs> three boys under five, right here. Six of them. Crazy. <laughs> um, so, besides being a mom, but before we dive into that, I want to know more about you. So, I grew up in a really tiny town of 750 people. It's called Brownstown. It's in, like, South Central Illinois. I grew up on a farm, um, and I had one sister. I moved to Chicago in 2010 okay. after graduating college. Um, I got my BS in history ed, not teaching. I actually worked next door at Lippin Brothers, which is where I came to know about MP. <laughs> um, I'm married to Mandy Garcia. And Hi, Mandy. <laughs> and like you said, I have three little boys under the age of four, and I adore them. They're like my entire life. Um, I also am pretty active at my church, and I love my community, and... Awesome. So tell me about that move. What made you want to move to Chicago? Um, pretty much Manny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Manny, we see yeah. you. And um, I had found a church that I just loved and um, just really fell in love with the diversity of Chicago. And coming from a tiny town, it was, you know, exciting to move to a big city. So I love that. Okay, so now talk to me about your pregnancy with your first baby and go through that journey. Ooh. Um, so my pregnancy itself was like golden. I had so much energy. I loved life. I loved, you know, being pregnant actually. And I, I was, love being pregnant. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so there's hope, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I, you know, had a really long labor. It was like 24 hours. I had already been sent home once. Um, and so when I came back the second time, I was like, no, I'm staying. Even though my labor was, you know, progressing pretty slowly. And anyway, um, after about the 24 hour mark, I started to feel like I, you know, needed to push and that transition phase, but it was something really interesting happened. And I just felt like a presence come in the room and I was like, okay. So I just started praying. And now looking back, I know what that was. That was an angel or something coming to save my son's life. Because when he was born after three hours of pushing, he had the nuchal cord, and it was as tight as it could be. They raped them, and it was a tight nuchal cord, and he wasn't breathing. He was discolored, and, you know, the doctors came rushing in, and they had to do a lot of work, and then he ended up having seizures, um, full-body seizures for, yeah, I know. It was so traumatic. This is my first, and so I was so out of it that, honestly, I didn't even really interact with him for about 30 hours, mm-hmm. um, and so... Uh, he got transferred to the hospital, and I went with him, and it is, he is such a miracle. I do not say that lightly. Um, he was on two seizure meds. He went home on one, and they said he'd probably be on them from a year to three years. He was off in six years. As far as we can tell, he's four and a half. He has no residual effects. Yes. 
and um, he's such a gift. He's an amazing kid. Oh. But <laughs> that is the happy ending, but the space between then and now has been very rough for me. Tell me about that. Um, so postpartum anxiety kicked in majorly. Um, so that's stuff they don't tell you about. Like when you have a baby, like they don't tell you about any of the things that you really want to know about or need, need to know to. about. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think we hear a lot about depression in postpartum period, but not really about anxiety. So I don't feel as though I was depressed, but I remember the first time taking him to the, um, like the six week appointment and every single stoplight I would stop and I would lean my chair back, I would unbuckle my seat and I would make sure that he was breathing every single stoplight. And that was just, the, you know, the first six weeks and he was in the NICU for four weeks. So mm -hmm. there was that safety net and when that was removed, like right. all, you know, everything mm -hmm. just broke loose. So, um, that was really trying and, you know, having seizure, him having seizures, I did not, I had never been around babies and anytime he would make, you know, that sudden movement, I would think he was having a seizure and then he, had, he was colicky and so I'd be calling him as I'm crying, like, I think I need to call 911, I think he's having yeah. a seizure and just, it was rough. So, then how soon after did you get pregnant with your second son? Hmm, he was nine months old. <laughs> How, how far apart are they? Since they're 18 months. Yeah, my oldest two are 15 months apart. So yeah, oh. it's like by <laughs> having a first birthday party and you're just super pregnant with your next baby. <laughs> right. Like you buy a Big Brother shirt, but they don't actually have it in the size for something so small because they're not meant to be siblings yet. Right. So you're like, oh, here's your two t-shirt on this little like one-year-old. Yeah, so. totally. So walk me into that. Like how does anxiety play into this? How does having a newborn, especially a newborn that's experiencing seizures, mm -hmm. how does that go? So to be, it sounds weird, but I believe that birth is a healing experience. It can be, it can be traumatizing, but it can also be very healing. And I remember, um, Nehemiah is my second and his birth was like the easiest thing ever. They like walk out. My water broke at like nine and I got to the hospital and he was out like I literally rolled off of the wheelchair and he was out. So yeah. thank God for that. But I, I think that was just such a healing birth to experience such an easy birth. And then I remember just sitting um, on my husband's chest and the baby was sitting next to me and just feeling a peace and not feeling so stressed out and anxious. Mm -hmm. And it was just really good. So it was the birth that was part of my coming out of the anxiety. And then also, um, my faith community was very helpful. My, I remember my pastor telling me, like, stop listening to the giants in your life, in your head, you know, just like, just trust and, you know, there were other things. But, so that was a big part. My husband being rock solid and just like loyal, faithful, forgiving, and patient <laughs> helped a lot too. Yes, but I don't think there's enough words for a spouse that has those qualities. Yeah. So... Postpartum anxiety, did that continue after your second? Um, so I think it would creep up a little bit, like when they got sick, like they would get a cold and I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> they probably have measles or who knows, you know, so I'd freak out. But I would say like when my second was probably like nine months of getting pregnant with my third, <laughs> um, then that's whenever kind of something broke and I just mm -hmm. came out of that. So now I feel like I've and you know, I was getting healthy after my second and third too. I was changing my nutrition okay. and I had lost like a lot of the baby weight from my second and like with my first, I never, I didn't eat. Like I was so stressed out and I was so, um, 
I was, I think I was definitely undernourished for mm-hmm. sure between my first and second and my second and third, I started taking care of myself more. And I bet that also, I believe that played a factor in it too. So let's talk about that. Cause I feel like there's such a stigma around women that take care of themselves because it's looked at when you don't make your babies the number one thing and not saying that you don't at all by any stretch of the imagination but the fact that you take time out of your life and out of your day to make Chelsea number one mm-hmm. how does that trickle down and affect the rest of your life and like the positive and yeah mm-hmm. um so my journey kind of started out with just changing what I was eating and making sure I wasn't eating junk all the time because um I actually had after Malachi my third was born and he's 17 months now um I started getting like eczema, really bad, like weird stuff on my skin, mm-hmm. and I was like, "What is, what is this?" And so um, I found out that I have not necessarily like an allergy to gluten, but I have like a in, in like, intolerance. Yeah, something. So when I cut that out, it started going away. Um, so that was kind of how I started, just taking better care of myself. You know, just making sure I was nourished and keeping track of what I was eating mm-hmm. and such. And then um, that made me just feel so much better. I wasn't worried about my, you know, eczema. Um, I had so much more energy. I would come, before I started taking care of myself, I'd come home or I'd be already home and I would just be like lounging and feeling gross. And I, you know, would let the boys just like chill on me while they watch TV. And not that TV's bad, but I kind of am like a little more strict on the mm-hmm. screen time. So I was doing stuff I didn't want to do. I was letting them like watch, you know, too much TV and I would just be like passing out. I was so tired. I'd fall into bed after they'd go to sleep. My house was going downhill with the, you know, um, keeping up cleaning and that such. And a lot of it was falling on my husband because he stays at home with them during the day and works in the evening. So taking care of yourself just nutritionally boosted my energy, helped my marriage because I, you know, was showing up better for my husband, showing up better for my kids playing with them, having the energy to, like, go to the park, and, like, I was initiating stuff now, not just them, like, begging me to, yes. and that's, like, the mom I want to be, and that the mom that I truly am, but because I was just so exhausted. Yeah, I think when I wasn't taking care of myself, I gained 80 pounds with my first pregnancy, and when I wasn't taking care of myself, and then I had these two little boys who have all this energy, <laughs> all they want to do is play and have fun, and I'm just like, I can't, like, I physically am unable to. Yep. And so I think just taking that time to focus on you mm-hmm. affects everyone. Yep. Everyone. So greatly. Like your husband, you said like you're able to take more off of his plate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think that's invaluable. Yep. And when you start feeling better, like it affects like, you know, your self-confidence and that affects your marriage too. Mm-hmm. Like that's go too deep in a detail, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all those things. Yes. Everything. And then when I started at MP, incorporating the exercise, then I was like, I didn't, I thought, oh, nutrition's giving me all this energy. Great. I have reached the energy bunny, you know, because I'm pretty energetic. But then I was like, what? Like, this is even working out just three or four times a week gives me so much more energy. And I think the strength, like, just being able to, like, literally love all three of my children if I need to. I'm like, oh, this is cool. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't exhausting. Like, it used to be so taxing and something I dreaded. Like, oh, I have to carry them all up the stairs to go to bed. Like, I can't. That's exhausting for me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, tell me more about your faith journey, too, because I know that's another huge part of Chelsea. Yes. Um, so I was raised in a faith-based home, but um, kind of just, you know, going through emotions or whatever. And so when I went to college, I just kind of left all that behind. Like, 
Um, I don't know. It was just like a, I don't know what happened, honestly. I think, can't really pinpoint it. Um, something happened, and um, I just kind of let all my convictions, all my faith go out the window. And so I started doing some destructive things. Like, I was very codependent on relationships. Like, um, had to have a boyfriend, you know, doing stuff I probably wouldn't have done with, you know, whatever. All that, um, the marijuana, the drinking, the smoking, the eating way too much or not eating at all. Just all of those things that are not very healthy for you. Um, and I lived that way for about a year and a half and it really affected my relationship with my parents. Um, a lot of my friends were like, who are you? Yeah. Um, so I just left a lot. I just lost who I really was at my core and just basically told God, peace out, I don't need you. Um, and he was so gracious and to rescue me out of that. Like I literally woke up one day out of a nap and I heard the voice of God say, you were created for so much more than this. And I was like, okay, I'm done with all of that. So I started seeking out um, God again and found my path. So. That's awesome. And I don't think it's anything negative to say that you journeyed off because I'd say that now it's probably such a stronger relationship because you've gone the other way. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not just, it hasn't always been this blind faith. It's like, no, I tried it a different way. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't that way for me, but now that I'm back where I know I should be, it's that much better. Yeah. It's just a deeper trust, a deeper truth, mm-hmm. like a deeper revelation of that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, looking at, I re, so I, there's one more thing I really wanted to touch on with you, um, because I think that a lot of women don't take the time for themselves because they have such little kids. They literally go years and years and years of their life being lost, like just putting everything else first um, and just putting themselves to the wayside. So what would you say, like why do you think it's important to start this journey earlier rather than later? Um, It sounds cliche, but changing your health, changing your nutrition and your exercise literally affects every part of your life. I mean, I just demonstrated that you, you know, every coffee with a key almost demonstrates it affects your emotional, your physical, everything. Um, so I would say that, you know, there needs to be a balance. You can't be going, if you have a three-year-old, you know, three kids, you can't probably be at the gym every single day for two hours. That's why MP's amazing <laughs> because you can get your workout in, you know, in an hour and that's, you know, and three to four days a week is totally sufficient. Um, you have to kind of evaluate, and I've heard Brittany say this before, what you want and what you need. So, like, you might want to come here seven days a week because you think that's what you need, but that's not what you need with where you're at. So, I think it's about like, losing excuses, which I would, I always say, like, I've lost a lot of weight, but I've lost a lot of excuses along yes. the way. <laughs> um, so, you know, losing those excuses, because sometimes we just use those as excuses because mm-hmm. we don't you know, put the effort in. Um, so... And then finding that balance, what works for family. So my husband and I work opposite schedules. And so, you know, we don't have the care. So my boss was gracious enough to let me come in an hour late every day to work so I could come work out. So, you know, I know. He's amazing. That's Uh, awesome. So, you know, just finding out what works for your family and what works for you and your needs at that time. And it's going to change everything about your life. Yes. And it helps your kids. <laughs> my son like made his own and I don't even really work out in front of them but we'll talk about it sometimes yeah. we'll do that and and he like was like mom you know this exercise and he, he came up with something called pump jacks 
hilarious. We're gonna do those Monday in class, okay, guys? It's gonna be Elias, <laughs> Jacks. Yep. I so love funny. that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really cool thing too, is because I like lost my way with health and fitness and nutrition is now instilling that in my kids. Yes. Like, what a cool thing to give them. Like, yes. just and just to see like mom focuses so much on this. Like, that has to be really empowering for them, too, I think. Yeah. So, look at the Chelsea out there from, like, well, our kids are so young. <laughs> from, like, four years ago. Right? <laughs> look at her. And what advice would you give her that you haven't given her already? Oh, this is kind of a hard one. Um, I would say just love yourself through it all. Um, give yourself grace, and it won't always be the same. It won't always be that dark hole that you're in. It won't always be, um, and they won't always be little, you know, so just take advantage of that balance and, I love that. Thanks, <laughs> Chels. Oh, I, like love you. I know, right? I was so excited to interview her, just because we both had three boys. I'm like, oh, we could probably talk for like four hours on this. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us today. And thank you for joining us today too. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Coffee with Thanks for joining us today. If you like this episode, subscribe to our YouTube channel or find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever your favorite places to listen to podcasts might be. And if you really liked this episode, please leave a review for us on iTunes. Thanks, and we'll see you next week.